They are ambitious. They are supporters. They are hustlers. They champion other women. They are boss babes. The Ottawa Valley is full of boss babes, and I'm here to tell you who they are. Are you wondering what jobs are in demand in Renfrew and Lanark counties? Do you want to know what the workforce demographics look like for your industry? Want to know what the median salary is for your workers? Well, the Labour Market Group of Renfrew and Lanark is here for you. We recently launched our LMI Help Desk service, which is your source for local, reliable, and timely labour market information and insights. If you have questions about local industry, occupation, or job posting trends, the LMI Help Desk is the perfect resource for you. We'll get you the labor market information that you need to be successful. You can find the LMI Help Desk on our website at www.renfrewlanark.com or send us an email directly with your questions at lmg at algonquincollege.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to the OB Boss Babes podcast. When Gwen Story founded the Arm Prior Bookshop in 1993, she had no idea the impact it would have on her community, but also the pressures that she would have to face when competing with the rise of online bookstores. However, she stayed rooted in place, fiercely independent, and committed to her community. But fast forward to the present date, Gwen's daughter has actually taken over and expanded this beloved bookstore, adding a children's boutique stocked with eco-friendly, responsibly sourced apparel, providing families with a shopping experience that they can feel good about. She's also decided to open a separate store, which features outdoor and lifestyle apparel and accessories. Please welcome to the podcast, Jen Rushlow, owner of White Pine Books and Children's Boutique and the Pines Rides in Armbrier. Hi, Holly. Jen, how are you doing on this lovely, beautiful, and warm afternoon? Yes, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm super excited to chat with you. Um, So Jen, tell me a little about yourself because we've never met. Where are you originally from if you're not originally from the Armprior or Ottawa Valley area? Yeah, so I did grow up in the Ottawa Valley. I grew up in a farm between Armprior and Renfrew, and I went to high school in Armprior, so I know the area quite well. So Jen, it was your mom, Gwen, that founded the Armprior Bookshop in 1993. So can you kind of tell us what her vision for opening a bookstore stemmed from and what she wanted to provide to the community? Yeah, so my mom was a stay-at-home mom for a number of years, and she really, it just boiled down to her loving books. Her own mother loved books, and she would, that was instilled from her in her from a young age, and uh, it was really about just sharing her, her love of literature and uh, writing and being able to talk to other locals about it. Um, and there wasn't one in the area. Um, and so, yeah, she she opened it up in 1993. And uh, here we are almost 30 years later. That's wild. And with her last name being Story, it was almost serendipity that she was meant to actually become like an author or a librarian or own a bookstore. And to my knowledge, she managed to do two of three of those things, unless she, <laughs> unless she wrote a book that I'm unaware of. Well, she is a closet writer, although don't tell her I told you that. (laughs) (laughs) So Jen, when did the name change then to White Pine Books? 
so after I had my, I have four daughters, uh, and after I had my fourth, um, I did not, I, in a former life, I was a nurse and I didn't go back to that. Um, and so I came into the store and um, took over uh, slowly. Um, and it was apparent to me right from the get-go that we needed to change the name and give it a facelift and bring it into the 21st century. Hence, White Pine or the Arm Fire Bookshop became White Pine Books. Um, the name stems from the tallest tree in the grove, um, which is kind of a just a neat little local story. It's the tallest tree in Ontario and it's just about maintaining um, who you are and staying in place, which is kind of what my mom did through the whole big box boom of bookstores and Amazon and online e-readers and um, and that that whole era and uh, and he, many bookstores closed down and here we are and she she managed to stay the course. You're a mom to four girls. How old are your girls, by the way? Yeah, so I have four and they are 10, eight, six, and four. The fourth just went to school this year. Love that you're a girl mom. Hashtag girl mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a life to be sure. So you started helping with your mom. You like you started getting involved. So when did you end up taking over from your mom and become and become the sole owner? Yeah, so I bought the store in 2017, but mom has very much uh, stayed stuck around. Uh, she still actually does most of the book ordering, which is kind of the, it's the, the part of the business that is tricky and takes experience. Um, and it's a big part. And we didn't, I, we didn't want to alienate her customers that she had catered to for so many years. So we, I slowly made some changes and uh, she's certainly stepped back from working the cash and doing more mundane tasks around the business. But as I said, she still um, does the curation of all of the books in the store. Um, so it was 2017 when I bought the business, but it's not been until recently that I've really taken ownership of it. Now, independent bookstores are becoming far and few between, especially as the rise of larger bookstores like Chapters, Indigo and Kohl's not only have their storefront bookstores, but they have an extensive mass market presence online, like you mentioned earlier. So sure. how has your independent bookstore sustained the challenges and competition from the growth of bookstore chains? Uh, one day at a time. <laughs> Um, I think that, I mean, every independent bookstore has a personality, just like people, right? And uh, I can't speak for others. Uh, this one's always been very small and had a small staff who know the inventory very well. And they have always had a following who really hang off of their book recommendations. Um, and I think that's just been the key. It's way, way back in the day, um, there was a coffee shop attached to uh, the store. Uh, it was run by one of my mother's best friends and there was a bit of a, of a community here. And that was a big part of, you know, friends just coming out and meeting each other and having a coffee and discussing books. And I think that was a big part of getting, um, having a following following that was loyal and made a point of coming out before it was 
trendy to shop local. We had customers who were doing it because they just loved the store. Um, and yeah, so I think it's really, really every independent bookstore is different. And, and I credit my mother and Debbie who was here, still is here, um, as well as the many staff they've had here over the years as well. Now, how have you managed to compete with the competition? Because like I mentioned, you know, everything going on Kindle, you can download apps to your phone that, you know, I think that there's like on Apple, there's, there's a book app that you can actually download the book. There's Amazon, like there's libraries, of course, too, where you can just check out books. Those aren't going away anytime soon. No. So I think, in fact, in the recent years, well, really since the pandemic, uh, there's been a resurgence of independent bookstores. Um, and I think a lot of that is owed to the shop local movement um, and simply not being able to get it anywhere else. Uh, we hear from our reps and our suppliers and distributors that people just don't want to be in the cities. So we're lucky enough to be in a small town. So we have that going for us. But again, I go back to uh, having a customer following who really uh, puts value in the recommendations that the people who work here and know the inventory um, uh, highlight. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like Oprah's book club or Reese's book club or whatever. We have customers who come in and they say, what is Gwen reading these days? What is Debbie, we, what is Karen reading these days? And they know if that person liked that book that they're gonna love it as well. Um, and so it's been our customers that, that uh, have kept us going for sure. Uh, we, it's not just us though, since the pandemic has uh, been going on, we've heard through our various book selling associations that independent bookstores are making a comeback. Um, the book publishing industry is a funny one. And um, there's, there's something to be said for being able to hold a book in your hands. For sure, even people who I know who have um, e-readers or Kindles or whatever it is you read off of, they still occasionally want that book in their hand and it's a completely different experience reading it. Um, I'm biased, I own the bookstore and I could never read off a Kindle, but, um, but I do know people who do both for sure. So uh, the sales are there, we're doing, we're doing really well. Oh, that's great to hear. Now, I yeah. want to talk about used books, Jen, because we actually used to have a used bookstore here in Pembroke, right along Pembroke Street West. And I loved going there and finding old books to get lost in. Now, yep. my personal favorite was VC Andrews Flowers in the Attic. Please tell me you've read that. <laughs> I watched the movie and, and it, it terrified me for life. <laughs> the old, like the original version, not the lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> it original, just wasn't yeah. the same. <laughs> Anyways, getting off topic. Now I think that we just have one used bookstore, but I'm curious now, did the Armpire Bookshop ever carry used books? Uh, yeah, mom, for sure. Um, yes, we did go through quite a number of years carrying used books. Um, and to be honest, it just, it's not, it's just not worth it for us to do. Um, there, the library does uh, in town does uh, various sales with used books, and we have the uh, secondhand store, the opportunity shop across the street from us, and they sell used books. 
And it's just, it's very labor intensive um, for unfortunately not a whole lot of profit. So it's just not, it's something that we gave up. It was a premium of space and we wanted to put our uh, efforts and our attentions on new releases. So that's, so we gave it up, unfortunately. Well, what about new books then, Jen? How soon do you get new releases and how do you know how many copies of each to get? Yeah, so that that goes back to the curation of the books um, and and mom's just got it down for, to a T. She just, you know, you meet with sales reps and they tell you what the big sellers are going to be for the next season. Um, and sometimes you just know because it's been picked up by Oprah or Reese's Book Club or whatever, or it's going to be made into a Netflix movie. Um, but it's, it's also just an intuitive thing that I think mom mom knows um uh especially if it's a new author you know you don't necessarily know that it's going to be a bestseller um and we go off the same the same database that all the big book sale bookstores small bookstores go off of as well so we know exactly how much the publishers have um and whatever anybody else can get we can get it too i think that's lost on people sometimes they think that um more things are available at the bigger box stores or on Amazon or whatnot, but uh, well, occasionally Amazon sort of corners something, but um, but that's uncontrollable. Uh, but no, anything they can get, we can get too. Now, Jen, what are some customer favorites? And do you offer like, or do you have a slogan or something that's like, if it's not in, we will bring it in for you. Ah, oh, way back in the day we did. I like that though. I might uh, might that incorporate that on the website. <laughs> uh, we we do we do do a huge amount in in special orders for sure. That's a big part of our business. Um, and we like daily we have books coming in that are special orders. It's not a slogan, but I might turn that into one. <laughs> you should definitely trademark that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then what are some customer favorites though, too? Like what are some highly sought after authors or new books releases that have been coming out? Like, um, I know when- uh, Well, Jessica there's always the hardcovers coming out. Um, although many people wait until uh, the trade paperback comes out. We've, I'm finding um, indigenous um, themed books are very popular right now. There's a Finally, attention being turned on to that, um, that whole genre of books right now. My personal favorite right now is Five Little Indians. It's a wonderful, although albeit uh, disturbing, um, but necessary story to tell. Um, that's one that I just finished and loved. And I, that's a top seller. We have it sitting out in the store and lots of people are buying that. It really all depends on, um, on what, your, what your tastes are, right? Like it, there's just such a, such a vast, um, there's such an array of books you can choose from and it's a very personal choice. So um, for sure, Christmas time, we have like, you know, the best-selling hardcover, the best-selling biographies, but uh, on an ongoing basis, it's totally personal. And that's one of the wonderful things about working the cash is that you get to know people just by um, finding out what they like and recommending books to them. Yeah. Well, you mentioned autobiographies and memoirs and stuff, and that's what I'm a huge autobiography buff. Like 
when Jessica Simpson's book came out, when Michelle Obama's book, Oprah's like Shania Twain's like way back in the day, like you name it, I've read it. Like, I love those, but what do you like to read? Oh God, I read everything. Um, although I must admit, I don't have time to read these days the way I used to. Um, although I did read quite a few when I was on vacation this summer. Um, I don't know. I'm all over the map. I, I could totally bite down on a good thriller, um, psychological thriller, but, um, you know, like historical fiction I love too. That's, there's something wonderful and cozy about that. Um, yeah, mom fiction. I like there's I'm not a big sci-fi person but I, I've been known to pick up one as well so yeah it's really easy to get drawn into books when you work in a bookstore that you never thought you would gravitate towards but yeah for sure everything yeah well especially when you're seeing all these new books coming in and new authors stemming up and I mean those are popping in daily now what about local authors Jen like does anybody ever come to you and say like listen I'm I'm a brand new author can I get my book in your store or I mean or maybe they does their publisher come in with them or something like that yeah so the publishing industry is it's a it's a world unto its own and it's very hard to get published uh occasionally authors will self-publish books um and kudos to them uh but they have to you know walk the pavement and do what you said they have to walk into stores and get their books sold um, and for sure, we have authors uh, come in all the time and, and, and give us books and we often do it on consignment and if we sells then we might buy a couple more as well. We used to have a local authors section but we felt it sort of degraded the books by doing that we felt like it deserved to be in, you know, the normal, the regular fiction or nonfiction or whatever section. Um, just the way all published books uh, were as well. We do have a small uh, local author section in our children's section. Um, but yeah, that's something that happens on a weekly basis for sure. And we've also seen the expansion of bookstores carrying products beyond new and used books, whether it be clothing and merchandise, baby apparel and toys, and even items for your home. I mean, that blew up with Indigo. Like, we saw yep. that happen and we're seeing it happen with home decor stores. We're seeing it happen with like, you know, Canadian tire and home Depot, like everybody's expanding, but you guys then expanded from white pine books with white pine kids. We sure did. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of always where I was headed when I bought the store. Um, I'm not, not that I was modeling and on the indigo um, uh, model for lack of a better word. Um, but yeah, it was, I had four girls, as I said, and uh, going into baby boutiques was like my, my, it was my favorite thing to do when my kids were little. Um, and it was just an easy pairing of the bookstore and the kids boutique. And I saw the opportunity and I took it. And we originally were just in the space where, uh, where the books, excuse me, the bookstore occupies. Uh, but when the coffee shop next to us went out of business, we um, knocked down some walls and we expanded into there as well uh, with our um, children's boutique and brought in all of my favorite brands. And yeah, that was that was a big deal. That was a lot of fun. So much fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Thanks for tuning in to the OV Boss Babes podcast. We're going to hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. The town of Armpire is growing and we want you to grow with us. Whether you're looking to start a business, relocate your business, or expand your business, we can help you every step of the way through location selection, funding opportunities, business resources, events, and support. Visit us at armpire.ca to learn how we can help your business grow. We all know how exciting pregnancy is, but let's talk about how overwhelming it can be too. So many things on the market, but what do you actually need? This is where Bundle of Joy Box comes in. Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Winnie, the mother and daughter duo behind Bundle of Joy Box. Bundle of Joy Box is Canada's premier multi-brand pregnancy and postpartum subscription box company. Products are made by Canadian creators and curated with love for each trimester. Use code OVBB for 10% off your first box and get a free baby box at the end of your subscription. Code OVBB can also be used on any one-time purchase for 10% off. Bundle of Joybox also offers free shipping Canada-wide on purchases of $50. We look forward to helping you with your pregnancy adventure. Head over to bundleofjoybox.ca for more information. Century 21 has been a staple in the Pembroke of Petawawa area for over 45 years. At Century 21 Aspire Realty, many of our agents are born and raised right here in the Ottawa Valley. We also have close ties with the military community, having agents that are past military members and some that are military spouses. This helps to give us an in-depth understanding of the demands of the military lifestyle and the nuances of frequent relocation. Here at Century 21 Aspire Realty, we are committed to putting the client's needs first. Our agents work hard to act in a manner that is fair and ethical, as well as safe and practical. We are currently experiencing a seller's market like we have never seen before. If you are thinking of selling your property, call us first. Our social media campaigns are the best in the business. We offer professional photography, 3D home tours, and social media promotions across several platforms. Whether you are considering buying or selling, any one of our Century 21 Aspire Realty agents would be happy to assist you in the process. Check us out at www.aspirerealty.c21.ca or give us a call at 613-687-1687. Hey, it's Jessie from The Empty Spool in Armprior. I offer custom-made clothing and accessories for babies, children, and adults. I have a fun line of Grow With Me items for babies and children. Yes, you heard me right. Grow with me. So items get more than one or two wears. For adults, I offer completely customizable items with inclusive sizing. My goal is to make you feel beautiful in all my creations. You can find me on Facebook at The Empty Spool or on Instagram at The Empty Spool Arm Prior. And Jen, I hate talking about the pandemic. So many of us are over it by now, but obviously everybody was jumping online if they weren't already on before and, and shopping online, like we have to talk about it. I mean, like it, it does have its perks, but there's nothing quite like browsing in a bookstore and discovering new reads. Like we were talking about earlier. Um, so yeah. So how did you keep your customers engaged online and through social media during that time? Because back, back at the point in time where everything was closed. Yeah. So we, I mean, we did what everybody else did, you know, it it happened very fast and I was lucky enough that I was already in the process of bringing the books uh, side of things online as well, 
we work with an absolutely wonderful uh, software company that caters to book bookstores. And so I was able to bring the book side of things online very quickly. And that was a huge, that kept the money flowing in. And um, uh, yeah, shortly thereafter, I brought on, um, we had uh, my now manager of the bookstore, um, she came on and she started building the website for the children's boutique. And um, lo and behold, we had an online audience. So for like a hundred percent, we were able to not completely shut down. We were in, although the store was closed, we were in here every day, filling online orders, hopping in the car and delivering them ourselves. And uh, I think we managed to, to get ourselves a whole new customer base as a result. I mean, nobody likes to say the pandemic. I mean, there's so many awful things about the pandemic, but it uh, it did do things for us that uh, did not exist previous to it. Yeah, it's good to find those silver linings when you can. And I think that that's what we were all looking for. And, and yeah. it did help in some ways. And you and your staff did a fabulous job. I was scrolling through doing my research and stuff prior to our interview and and I saw how many times that they had jumped online and and was sharing, you know, the latest books and and you know doing some like live readings and stuff like that. Like they were really creative. Yeah, well, I think we all had to get really creative really. We didn't have a choice, right? So, yeah, and you know what? It was it it was it's a hundred times more work, the whole, and I think most small businesses will tell you that too, the online aspect of it, but it, you learned things that not in a million years would I have ever thought to, that I would, I would know. So um, I'm adept, a lot more technologically adept now than I was before, uh, much to my chagrin, but um, yeah, it, uh, it, it definitely helped. And I'm curious, Jen, did you find that during that first lockdown that you were busy with people ordering books to keep themselves entertained since we had so much downtime? We did. In fact, there was a puzzle shortage, worldwide puzzle <laughs> yes. shortage, if you believe it or not. We could not, the faster we could bring in puzzles, the better. So yeah, it was really interesting seeing what people were reading too. There was a lot of, um, a lot of uh, like how-to books, everything from gardening to, um, woodworking to and it's interesting that people were looking to books for this and not just online they wanted to hold something in their hands so yeah we were all talking about the lumber shortage but let's be honest there was a puzzle shortage going on <laughs> <laughs> seriously <laughs> oh gosh okay so pre-covid Jen did you ever bring in Canadian authors for book signings or live readings uh, yeah, so way back in the day, there we've had lots of people. We've had Farley Moet here. We've had um, Michael Runs here. We've had uh, Elizabeth. Um, oh, her name's escaping me now. Um, but yes, we, we've had many. And that was sort of number one on my list to start doing things had sort of waned in, in the re more recent years because authors and their publicists tend to uh, demand a big audience when they come to visit now. Uh, you have to guarantee that, but we were ready to take on that challenge. Uh, and then of course the pandemic happened and that all sort of went on the back burner. But that is definitely at the forefront of our plans for, for going forward once, um, and it will get back to uh, some sort of normal once we can gather in larger groups again. 
Yeah, that'll be nice. It's like musicians and concerts starting to gear back up again. And we're just so excited for in-person things. I know. I hear you. Yeah. Um, all right, Jen, let's shift gears and talk about the other store you own, the Pines Rides, which is a snowboard and surf. <laughs> which is <laughs> One more time, which is a snowboard and surf apparel shop. There we go. I got it out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. This was, uh, this was not something I ever thought I would do. I, uh, way back in my younger years, I, I did the whole, um, leaving home in a bus and headed out West and ended up, uh, in the mountains of BC and spent a few years out there, um, snowboarding and loved it. And it was a big part of my youth. And you know, back last winter, I wanted to get my kids into it, couldn't find any equipment for them. And um, that's the idea for the Pines Rides was born, I guess. Um, it's been a bit of a whirlwind getting it all up and running, um, partly due to the pandemic, but it's a bit of a whirlwind anytime you start a business. Um, so it's all kind of under the same umbrella company, but a very different storefront and identity. Um, so yeah, we, uh, I, I can't even remember, I guess it was last Christmas that we kind of decided, yes, we're going to do this. And, um, I brought on my manager, Susie Whitelock, and she's been my right arm through all of it. Uh, and we went live with our website, uh, sometime early April, I guess. And then we were finally able to open our doors on June 11th and, uh, it's been amazing. Well, Susie's definitely your right-hand woman because I actually thought that you two were in business together. When I remember when I initially reached out to you and I was like, so can I get you and your business partner? And you're like, oh, no, they're just one of, just one of me managing. And I was like, wait, what? You're managing two stores? Well, she's, 2.5? she's my business partner in everything but name, I suppose. She, she's got her hand in every bucket around here, so... Yeah, she, I couldn't, both her and Kira Magoon, who managed, uh, she's my manager for the bookstore. Both of them are integral to the whole business. So um, my hat's off to them for sure. And Jen, we need to talk about your logo because it is just out of this world. It is so on brand. And can you tell everybody who did it for you? Because she's a darn boss, babe. Yes, she sure is. Uh, so Amber Sweeney of uh, Sweeney Curations, who also happens to be my neighbor, um, although I would have chosen her even if she wasn't my neighbor. So she um, has done a work for me for a few different businesses. Uh, by far my favorite project uh, with her though was the Pines Rides and I love everything that she's done. Um, I can't say enough good things about her. She is an amazing uh, graphic artist but she's just awesome to work with too so um and she's a mom herself so she kind of gets gets the schedule that you're on and and uh she was just lovely to work with so I highly recommend her well that makes two of us because I also highly recommend Amber I had her on my podcast a couple months back and I reached out to her afterwards and I was like, listen, I'm thinking about doing a rebrand. We booked her in right away because she is just, she's booking into like next summer already. It's crazy. I know. Yep. So if you're thinking about getting her, call her now. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you're thinking in the next year of doing a rebrand or opening a store or having a logo made, Amber is your girl. For sure. Yeah. 
All right. So let's shift gears and get back to the Pines Rides because your vision for the store was to offer sport themed clothing and accessories by all the top brands. So tell us why carrying eco-friendly products, Jen, is important to you. Yeah. So I think it, so it was originally important to me um, because of my kids, right? When you have kids, you realize, well, you know, you want to leave this earth better than when you left it. And uh, so that, that whole philosophy for sure became more important when I had kids and I really paid attention to it when I started the children's boutique trying to bring in um, brands that were had the same philosophies that I did and I found it very difficult to to find um, to find brands that were economical as well as sustainable um, and easy to work with and then when I started the Pines Rides, it was really interesting uh, because it was so easy in the outdoor sports apparel industry to find brands that were on, on the same wavelength as you. And I've had this conversation over and over with rep after rep. And I think it's because these brands, the, their founders, they, they're, they, the earth is their playground. And so they want to um, preserve it for future generations. And so it's, it's sustainable to be able to go out and do what they want to do um, and travel as well. Uh, so it was interesting to me that it, it was so easy to find these brands um, that were, again, on the same wavelength as you um, in terms of all everything environmental, um, particularly <clears throat> Burton is one of the top brands as well, Volcom, um, but even like the, the more common uh, names that you see every day and like Hurley, um, they, they all use products that are um, sustainable or made out of fishnets or they're putting their money back into communities or into cleaning up the ocean or whatever it may be. There's so many different stories that I could speak of. Um, and I, I think they're leaners in their industry. And I think that the fashion industry in general is starting to take their cues from these these companies and it's really exciting to be able to work with people that you can get behind so I can't say enough good things about the brands I, I bring in now one thing that's really cool Jen is that I read that the Pines Rides plans to partner with outdoor adventure companies and ski hills to become a communication hub for outdoor enthusiasts while also offering high-end equipment rentals tell us about that yeah, so um, yeah, that's our vision going forward. This year we're offering a high performance snowboard rental package for kids. Um, we, I'm, we're, I'm so excited about this. I think it's so cool. Um, so, I mean, as we know, every kid grows like a weed uh, and it's whether it's skiing or snowboarding or any other sport, investing in equipment for them is can cost a fortune, especially when the children have never done it before and you don't know how it's going to go but not only that you know you spend a lot of money if you go to a hill for the day and no you end up spending an hour in the rental um getting the equipment for the kid whereas in this situation you come at the beginning of the season you get fitted up um with your children the child gets fitted up for their equipment and it's brand new top of the line all burton equipment 
they get their snowboard, their boots, their bindings, um, and their helmet, and they get to keep it right till June uh, at a fraction of the cost of what you would spend either new or if you were to go to the hill a number of times and rent the equipment every single time you go. So I think it's, and, and also the, the equipment is cool. <laughs> so all families um, know when you have kids, it gets costly, right? So even if you're doing perfectly fine financially, it's still a big commitment to spend all this money on equipment for the whole family. So here's an alternative. Um, and we're, we're thinking about putting some programs in place where you get things like 25% off a snowsuit and perhaps deals when you go to the hill. Um, yeah, so hopefully there'll be perks associated with it as well. We're still working on some of that. Uh, as far as partnering with um, outdoor adventure centers and local ski hills, we've reached out to Mountain Packingham and they've been very receptive on um, partnering with them for everything from advertising to events, uh, which we're pretty excited about. Just going back to um, partnering with outdoor adventure centers, though, uh, when developing our slogan with Amber Sweeney, um, where, where your adventure begins, we realized how fun would it be to go out and experience all the things you can experience in the Ottawa Valley. Um, I think that we live in a pretty cool area and it isn't always thought to be as cool as it is. There's, we have the Ottawa River, we have the Madawaska. Um, if you go up to Calabogie, there's other lakes, you know, the whole area is, is pretty amazing. There's whitewater rafting, there's wakeboarding centers, there's skydiving, there's whitewater kayaking, there's hiking, there's the park, there's um, so many cool things. And I, to the best of my knowledge, there's no one place you can go um, to have all of this highlighted. So we thought it would be wonderful to go and experience these things, network, uh, connect with these people, um, have give them an, an opportunity to um, advertise in our store and, uh, and just perhaps one day become a community hub for everything adventure and um, off the grid, you know? I love it. I love that you guys have expanded and you're, you're developing and working more and creating new partnerships. And especially when you're talking to about the equipment, because you're right, Jen, it, it can get very costly, especially when you have multiple kids. And you also start running out of room in your home to store all this stuff too. Not everybody has a mud room. Not everybody has a big closet to store, you know, like skis for the whole family or snowshoes and all like the, the apparel that goes with it too. I know not in relation to it, but my husband is in construction. He comes home with a new pair of work boots, a new, like, oh, like coveralls and everything. There's no room in our closet. And it just keeps getting shoved down in our mud room. And I'm like, we are running out of room. So I can't even imagine having all the equipment and stuff too. And so this just makes it so much more affordable for families and, and, uh, and for people and what a great alternative. Yeah, a hundred percent. We're really excited about it. We've had a really good response to it. Um, we have all kinds of equipment already on order and it's pretty well all reserved. So we're working on getting some extras in for those uh, last minute stragglers for sure. Well, that's so exciting. Um, I also want to bring attention to Ottawa Road Trips blogger, Laura Paquette's blog post, Why You Need to Visit Armpire, Ontario, because in March 2021, she featured must-see stores and attractions for those visiting Armpire, along with a little bit of history and about the town, and White Pine Books was actually featured, Jen, along with many others. 
but what do you think makes Armpire such a special community? Yeah, um, Armpire is a neat place right now. I, uh, from a business perspective, from a business owner's perspective, I think it's the business owners. Um, I mean, that's my world. And we have such a cool group of business owners and a lot of them are women. It's such a powerhouse of um, women-owned businesses down here. And I don't think, I'm not sure that that is as well known as it should be. Um, and so for me, as a business owner here and living here, um, I think that's what makes it special. Um, I mean, there's many things that are special about our empire. It's a really neat place to be living right now. It's changing on a daily basis. But for me, uh, seeing the powerhouse of women here is awesome. Well, I can vouch for that. Not that I live in our empire, but I was actually just chatting with Michelle who uh, is the owner of the downtown spa in our prior. And she had, Michelle. oh, and well, she loves you. And I can't <laughs> wait to air her episode because she was raving about you and Kaylee um, from a dash of fab. She was raving about, um, yeah. oh, I can't even remember, but just so many others. And it was so nice to hear. And she basically reciprocated the exact same feelings that you said, Jen, just about how wonderful of community is it, it is and how you all support one another and just, you know, just cheer each other on. And it's just, it's so refreshing and so great to see and hear that. It is. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. And, you know, and a lot of these women have become my friends too. And it's, yeah, it's special for sure. All right, Jen, well, we're going to wrap this up and move into my rapid 10, which in this case for you, it's going to be outdoor adventure meets getting lost in a bookstore. So are you oh. ready? <laughs> Go for it. All right. <laughs> Ski or snowboard? Snowboard, 100%. Judy Bloom or Royal Doll? Oh, Royal Doll. If you could hit the slopes anywhere, where would it be? Oh, Revelstoke. What's one book you recommend everyone read? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> uh, Five Little Indians, because I just read it and it's really good and everybody should know everything in it. Now, I don't know, Jen, if this was like a trend at your school or when you were growing up, but did you own and wear a kid's Columbia winter jacket when they were all the rage? Oh, probably not. We were pretty deprived. <laughs> not actually. <laughs> Back when I went to school at Pineview Public School in, in Pembroke, Catawawa area, that was the thing. Like every kid had like this blue and what, uh, blue and yellow and white Columbia jacket. And I remember like going to my parents being like, I need to have one because all the kids are wearing one. My parents are like, yeah, you go buy it then. <laughs> exactly. No, I had, I grew up with three other siblings. So I, I'm not sure we had that many name brands. Yeah. Everyone was still, everyone was just wearing Walmart and giant tiger at that point too. <laughs> Actually, we, we didn't even have a Walmart back then. Let's be <laughs> Oh gosh. Have you read Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale series? Of course. Yes. Um, I, it was one, it's one of my favorite books of all time for sure. Yeah. I read that when I was 18 actually. Oh, so you were ahead of the times then. Oh, way ahead. <laughs> Ray-Bans or Oakley? Oh, I don't know. I just picked up Ray-Ban. Um, Oakley, I'll say. What's your favorite winter activity to do outside as a family? Oh, good question. Um, skate on our ice rink. When does your snowboard rental program start? As soon as they come in. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. 
early November. Perfect. And Jen, you know what's coming. What's one local business you want everyone to know about? Oh, I don't know how you're going to make me say just one, but uh, Racked with Amy Penloza and Be Savvy with Alicia Hot. There's two. <laughs> Great shout outs. And why those ladies? Although we really don't need to get into why if you guys aren't following them already. Yeah, no, they're just, they're, they're powerhouses. They're great. If you follow them, you'll figure it out on your own. That's right. That's right. Great shout out. All right, Jen, we'll tell everybody where they can find you in store at your two locations and where people can follow along on social media. Yeah. So you can find us at 150 and 152 John Street, North Armprior, and you can follow us on Instagram at the Pines Rides and White Pine Kids and White Pine Bookshop um, and visit our website at uh, thepinesrides.com and whitepinekids.com. <laughs> Fantastic. Good memory. That was a I lot. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was Jen. great talking to you, Holly. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Everybody, like we said before, if you're not following Jen on all the socials already, please do so and go check them out in store. Grab yourself a book, grab yourself, you know, a new pair of sunnies or a winter jacket. I'm sure you guys have Columbia there, Jen. Not yet. I'm working on it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, guys, make sure to follow along on social media and be sure to subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And we will have another Boss Babe next week.